the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Lamentations 521 tells us, Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Almost everyone is dealing with recovery of some sort. It could be from addiction, pain, divorce, sin, separation, depression, job loss, or being stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and destructive behavior. Recovery through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of healing and growing anew. Listen as Pastor Allworth shares how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ has turned his life around, will help you and your loved ones recover and be restored in his name. God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Keep listening. Recovery Through Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. What a pleasure it is to be with you on this beautiful day. I think we're about to get some rain, but that's okay. We need it. Uh, so God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Yes, you know, God called me out of the darkness and into his marvelous light 10 years ago, and I don't care what you're dealing with. Uh, the way to freedom, restoration, and deliverance is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today with uh, such gratitude on our hearts. You are such a wonderful, loving, and kind God. Uh, we know that your son Jesus came down to earth to do so many things, but one of the things he did was to set us free. And uh, we're, we're so thankful for that. Uh, we're so thankful for everything that, he's, that you've done for us in our lives and for all our blessings. We're thankful for your love and for your grace and for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so I am going to talk to you today about rest, freedom, restoration, and deliverance. Again, it may be alcohol and drugs that, that uh, has you in bondage or has a loved one in bondage, uh, but it may be depression. It may be pride. It may be uh, you're going through a divorce, lost a job. Uh, you know, the enemy comes at us from so many different directions. And this Bible that I'm holding in my hand right now, this holy, wonderful Bible, this inspired word of God that was written over thousands of years by over 40 authors and fits together like a seamless glove, it is a book about freedom, restoration, and deliverance. Amen? You know, freedom is something that is endemic in our society. It's endemic as Americans. Uh, we are the land of the free and the home of the brave. Uh, we think about it in terms of so often in terms of secular freedom, in terms of political freedom, in terms of uh, being a democracy and a republic and and uh, being free to live our lives the way we want to live it. And that's that's important. Uh, you know, there's a movie Braveheart. Uh, some of you may have seen it. There's a wonderful scene where Mel, Mel Gibson is is they're under oppression from uh, from the, the Scott people of Scotland are under oppression from the English king and, and they torture Mel Gibson and ultimately put him to death. And as he's being tortured and put to death, he yells out freedom, freedom. We yearn for freedom in our soul, but Jesus wants a certain kind of freedom for you. 
He wants a freedom for you from sin. He wants a spiritual freedom where you're free to worship him with all your heart, mind, and soul, where you're free to worship God. And that's one of the best things about this country is that we have religious freedom. You know, in the Declaration of Independence, uh, again, in a secular notion, uh, the Declaration of Independence says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But, you know, we've many of us have heard that in school. We've read that initial part. We know that that's what sparked. We wanted freedom from the English. They were taxing us back in the late 18th century, taxing us to death, and we wanted freedom from them. You know, at the time of Jesus, uh, the uh, they were searching for a Messiah, and they wanted freedom from the Romans. But that's not why Jesus came. He came to give us a different kind of freedom, a freedom from what the enemy does to us, a freedom from, you know, the Bible says we're, when we sin, we're a slave to sin, or that we're a slave to whatever we obey. He wants, he wants to give us a freedom from those things that are bad for us. Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commands, you know, and I looked at that so wrong for so many years because the truth of the matter is that Jesus has given us this Bible, this wonderful Bible with the, that begins with, uh, in terms of how to live, it begins with the 10 commandments and, and then Jesus and in his incomparable sermon on the Mount sets out a moral and ethical framework from which we should live because when we follow those constructs, then we truly do have freedom. Jesus says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's what Jesus wants for us. He wants us to obey those commands because he loves us. That's why he came and lived among us. So the apostle Paul uh, wrote about this in, in Romans chapter 7. He says, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do, or I don't do the good that I want to do, and I do continue to do the evil. That's the the, the struggle that we have as a fallen man, we have this struggle that our flesh desires to do things that aren't any good. Well, well, when we walk with Jesus, when we're spiritual, then life changes and everything gets better. We are called out of the darkness and into his marvelous life. We are called to freedom, to restoration and deliverance. And it's available. To, that's why we're on. That's why we have this radio show. That's why I'll be going over to the open door mission after this. That's, that's what God has called me into a recovery ministry, because I want to shout from the mountaintops that people don't have to live the way they're living. They don't have to live the way I lived for so long under the bondage of addiction. I am free now. I am free to worship my Lord and Savior. I am free to go home to my beautiful wife who's listening to this and not get distracted by any kind of sin or any kind of anything inappropriate. I am free to love her. I am free to have, to have, be with my friends, to be with my coworkers and not be distracted by the, all the things the enemy is throwing at us. And freedom is a wonderful thing. That going back to the Declaration of Independence, it says, we, we don't ever read this part, which says, mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. And that's what happens in addiction. We get accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle. In fact, the enemy lies to us. He's the father of all lies and begins to tell us that we have to have it. We have to have that alcohol. We have to have that snort. We have to have 
whatever it may be. We have to have the Xanax. We have to have the the depression, the anxiety. That's just who I am. I'm I'm manic depressive. No, Jesus wants you to be free, no matter what it is. I, well, I had I'm prideful. I can't help it. That's the way I have to be. No, He's called you to be free. He says in His Word, all those that are that are exalted exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. There is a better way to live. You know, we're in a pandemic with COVID. I guess it's kind of winding down. Praise God. I don't mean to make light of it. It's obviously lots of people have lost their lives and it's, you know, we shut down our society. But we've had a pandemic with addiction for literally millennium, not just centuries, but millennium. The time of Jesus, uh, people were addicted to wine, uh, maybe other things. I don't know. But. People have been addicted to gambling, to lust, pornography, for as long as mankind has walked this earth. And the wonderful thing about it, though, is is unlike some other things, there's a vaccine, and his name is Jesus Christ. Whatever you're suffering from, whatever the enemy's coming at you, he comes at us where we're weak. Whatever he's got you under bondage. Whatever you want to do differently, you want to do good, but you just can't do it. Well, the way to freedom is to turn your life over to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to surrender, to repent, to say, I'm going to live a different way, and I need the power of the Holy Spirit in order to do it because we can't do it by ourselves. Like I said, even the Apostle Paul said, there's all this good I want to do, but yet I keep doing evil. We can't do it by ourselves. There's only one way, and that's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know that... One out of every 15 adults in this country has some sort of substance abuse disorder. Every year, 3.3 million fatalities occur due to alcohol consumption. So even if you're sitting out there and you're saying, well, I'm not addicted to anything, it affects you. There are people dying on our roads because people are driving drunk because they can't help themselves because they're alcoholics because they haven't gotten help. 12 million Americans will die this year related to some form of alcoholism. Do you know that more people under the age of 45 have died from fentanyl overdoses than from COVID? That's one drug. Cocaine, methamphetamine, alcohol, they're all killing people. The wages of sin are death. And only 10% of Americans that deal with addiction ever get help. Did you know that, that People that go through secular rehab, and I'm not, I don't mean to knock it too much because some rehab is better than no rehab, but, but they relapse on average five times, five times. Those that ultimately obtain sobriety, they relapse five times, but Jesus doesn't want that for you. He wants to deliver you. He wants you to walk free. Look at somebody like Nikki Cruz, who was a heroin addict on the streets of New York, and and David Wilkerson prayed for him and said, you are set free and delivered. And, and he has been preaching across this country ever since. There's only one way to true freedom, and that's a spiritual awakening. Even the 12 steps describes themselves as a spiritual awakening, a spiritual journey. And, of course, in our Break Every Chain, we put God, Jesus, into the 12 steps. I saw a scene. I don't mean to ruin it for anybody, but for some reason, my wife and I and and our our niece uh, that we're is now really our daughter, uh, we're just now starting to watch The Chosen. And it, it's remarkable. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but there's a remarkable scene where Mary Magdalene and and I can't give away too much of it because we've only watched one episode so far. But there's a remarkable scene where Nicodemus, the spiritual leader of the Pharisees, tries to free her of the demon she's suffering from and gets nowhere. And the demons tell him, 
we're not afraid of you. And he walks out because he could see it in her eyes or hear it in her voice or whatever. And I'm pretty sure this is the same Nicodemus that later is going to respond to Jesus. But And Nicodemus tells his wife, only God could have removed those demons. And then later she encounters Jesus. And you can just see the it's the opening scene from Jesus. I'm so excited to watch the rest of it. And Jesus comes and embraces her. And you see the love. You see the restoration begin immediately. You see the deliverance. You know, Jesus' signature ministry while he walked on this earth was deliverance, and he's still delivering today. That's the beauty that I have of working in the recovery recovery ministries. I see that Jesus, that God is still in the miracle business because the truth of the matter is without that, so many of us are just hopeless. I, you know, I know people have gotten sober and, and more power just by going to secular or some just by white knuckling it. But I tell you what I know works. I know what works. I know what works not only to get you sober, because you can white knuckle sober and never be happy another day in your life. I know what works to get you restored. Everywhere in the Bible, when Jesus heals, he says, he, the Bible says he had compassion and Jesus has compassion on you. In, in, in John chapter eight, Jesus says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Abide means accept or act in accordance. Remember that? If you love me, you will obey my commands. Act in accordance. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I know the truth. I know who set me free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Of course, this was just a silly thing for them to say because they were in bondage from the Romans at the time. They were The whole country was occupied. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. I've been there. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. That day when Jesus touched my heart, when I was told the words, which began it, I was told the words, I went to eight rehabs and never got sober until I went to a faith-based rehab. And God touched my heart that day. That's the day that I began my road to freedom. That's the day that Jesus began to set me free. And that's the greatest day that I can imagine. In fact, that's the day I believe I was born again. Now, obviously, didn't know the Bible the way I know the Bible now, didn't know a lot of stuff, but it began that road. And when Jesus touches your heart, when Jesus delivers you, everything changes. It changes in such a beautiful way, out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. There's nothing better. So, well, you know, why, why did Jesus come down to earth? What was his purpose? Why did he come when he did? You know, we had we had the Old Testament already. We had the law. We had the Ten Commandments. Well, I think he, he came for lots of different reasons. He came to show us how much he loves us. And, you know, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but rather to save the world. Luke 19.10, Jesus says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So if you're lost out there, if you know someone that's lost out there, there's hope. Jesus came for you. He came to set you free. 
I tell the guys at the Open Door Mission all the time, you've got a special place in the in, in in the kingdom of God because when you're an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, you can talk to people that nobody else can. I mean, not to excuse me for saying this, but certainly not to pat myself on the back because it wasn't me. It was all him. It was all him. <laughs> That's what Billy Graham used to say when somebody said that was a great sermon. He'd, he would say, it's all him. And I second that, Pastor Graham, <laughs> Reverend Graham. That is, it is all him. It wasn't me that did it because I tried on my own. I didn't get anywhere. But I can go and talk to those guys in a way that other people can't because I've walked down that road. I've been where they were, uh, you know, not the same circumstances as each and every one of them, but there's a thousand different stories, but they're all the same. And that is we are a slave to whatever we obey. And if we are trapped in the bondage of addiction or pride or depression or whatever it is, then we're a slave to that. And there's only one who can truly set us free. In fact, I think one of the most beautiful things in the Bible is in Luke chapter 4. Verse 18, and I'm flipping to that because I want to read it accurately. The Spirit of Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Are you preaching the gospel to the poor? That's not just the poor in terms of money. That's the poor in terms of all kinds of things. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Yes, he does. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's, I mean, that is, he's, he's quoting from Isaiah. But that's what, that's what Jesus came for. He came to proclaim liberty, freedom to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and liberty to those who are oppressed, oppressed by the wiles of the enemy. He came to set us free. He came to set us free. And you know what? We are called to preach the gospel to all creation. We're called to make disciples of all nations. We are called to be his ambassadors on earth, to be God's co-workers. There's nothing better than starting to help set people free. You know, if you don't know what God, your purpose is, just start helping people. Jesus said in Mark chapter 2, verses 16 and 7, the, you know, this is a theme throughout the Bible, throughout the New Testament. When the scribes and the Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well who have no need for a physician, but those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know, the time's short. Um, many people believe that Jesus is coming back soon. The world's changing so rapidly with the, and let's forget for a second about the culture wars that are going on, but let's talk about the, just changing technology at a, at a pace that we've never seen before with all the changes in communication and internet and the way things are done and everything's changing. And then we've got all these, you know, uh, things that are happening in, in society with, with the left hating the right and the right hating the left and everybody, you know, being mad at each other and it's it's gotten to the stage where people are it's not civil anymore you know it used to be that we could have dif- disagreements on policy and discuss things but now it's 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 like war or something and um 
that's that's you know Jesus says we're supposed to pray for our enemies, not not assault them, <laughs> you know. So, and, and then of course we've got these things with gender, and it's, it's the world is changing in a rapid way, and there are many signs that that Jesus may be coming back. But you know, the thing about it is the Bible does say that no man knows the time or hour. And the thing I like to impress upon people is you can be driving in the, in the streets of Houston and get hit by an 18 wheeler or a bus tomorrow and it can be over. The time is short. I feel an urgency to help bring people into the kingdom of God to set them free the way Jesus wants. And it's never too late. We know that. Look at the thief on the cross. So one of my favorite chap- uh, chapters in the Bible, I have lots of them. So I always have to be in- Careful when I say that, because I'll say, this one's my favorite. And then I'll say, this one's my favorite, because there's so much wisdom in the Bible. It's so wonderful. But um, is is Luke chapter 15. And uh, that's the, and I don't have time to get into it completely today, but I, we talked about it a few weeks back, and, and that's uh, the, the lost parable. And, and again, that this chapter starts out, let me flip to Luke and get it exactly right. This This chapter starts out with, then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him. Who did Jesus hang out with? Who were the 12 people he picked as his disciples? Ordinary people, imperfect people. The kingdom of God is open to everyone, and he changed those men's lives in the three short leaves. And to such a degree that they were able to fan out across the known world at that time and spread the gospel to all creation. They did exactly what he said and did it with power and with authority. And then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with him. Those hypocrites. That's my words, not the Bible. But Jesus did call them hypocrites in other places. So, so he spoke to this parable telling them, and I don't have time to read the parables, but the first one is speaking to men because back then men were shepherds. And, and they were talking about the lost sheep. And that's something that men back then could identify with. That was their value was in their livestock. And he said, if one of those sheep is lost, he'll leave the 99 and go look for that sheep. And then he says, rejoice with me, for I found my sheep which was lost. And Jesus said, I say to you, likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons, just persons who need no repentance. You know, what greater honor could there be? than to make all of heaven rejoice by helping lead someone to a relationship with Christ. You're not the one that's going to set them free. He is. But by being part of that process, I mean, we get so hung up on all these things in this life and so what's important to us and this and that, what somebody said to us and what, why don't we put those things aside and start helping people out of bondage? What a wonderful thing. And then the parable of the lost coin and Jesus said again, and this appealed to women, and I, I explained it a couple of weeks ago, and I don't have time to get into it now, but likewise I say to you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. Maybe you're that sinner. How would you like to have a party, make a party in heaven today? <laughs> that, you know, if you really think about it and you believe it, that ought to give you some motivation to change your life. <laughs> it really should, because this Bible is true. And when Jesus said that, he wasn't saying it just on an offhand way. He meant it. And then he told the parable that's closest to my heart, which is the parable of the prodigal son or the lost son, prodigal meaning extravagant, where the where the young man insults his father and says, give me your inheritance, grabs, takes his third because he's a younger son, runs off and, and spends it all. <laughs> I've been there. Spends it all. 
and and then is broke and is with the pigs, which is in Hebrew society nothing worse than being in a pigsty and goes back home and and you know so many of us as he as he rehearses a sin father i've sinned he rehearses the speech i've sinned against you and against heaven i'm no longer worthy to be called your son make me one of your hired servants but that's not who our god is instead unlike perhaps maybe a parent a father a relative that you've had that said "Uh uh-huh i told you uh, I told you that was going to happen. That's that's not who our God was. Instead, he saw him far away, and not only did he sit there on the porch with his arms closed, no, he ran to him. He ran to him, and he, and he said, he put on a robe and the ring, you know, which in, entitled inheritance, and 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 the shoes, and he said, kill the fatted calf for this. My son was dead and is alive again, and he is lost and he is found. That's what God wants for each and every single one of us. Because we're all lost at some point. We're all lost. But God's always sitting there like this father in this parable with open arms, ready to receive us, ready to throw a party in heaven, kill the fatted calf, and welcome us back into the kingdom of God. Maybe you've walked away from God. Maybe you never knew God. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you with the abundant life that he wants you to have by believing in him by changing and repenting your conduct and taking that abundant life that he has for you and calling you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. That's what God wants for each and every one of us. The Bible tells us that God wants no man to perish, but every man to come to repentance. I hope this has helped you today because we love you here at uh, New Covenant Church. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. You've been listening to Recovery Through Christ. Listen again next Wednesday at 530. If you missed any of this show, you can catch the podcast at kkht.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.